Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, uh, and today is my 11th show for 2020. And I thought I'd uh, talk today again about Saturn in Aquarius, which I have mentioned before, and I certainly posted about when it moved into Aquarius in the blog back in March uh, 21st, uh, 2020 here. Um, and I thought it'd be useful to look at it again and look at the meaning of Saturn and Aquarius, especially in regards to um, the USA and its founding and its meaning and how it might illustrate or help us understand uh, what we're going through here and the meaning behind all that. Um, and so that will be the topic. And then I'll open up the uh, phone lines for your questions. And if you want to ask about that or some other astrological subject in general, just uh, give me your first name regardless, and I'll, I'll answer your question. And if you have a question about your own chart, um, all I would ask again is you give me your first name and um, at least a date and place of birth, um, which I'm sure you have. And if you have a time of birth, uh, then of course, um, I can be more specific um, in addressing your question. Um, and if you want to reach me, you can always reach me through my email. I respond fairly quickly. Usually um, it's uh, my name. It's Bill at tried. So it's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. And you can also look for me probably on most of the social media sites of Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and oh, I don't know, everywhere. Um, and blog talk radio here and, and other places where uh, medium another place that I publish. And so we can find contact information there as well to reach me or just Google my name. I'm sure it pops up all these, all this stuff pops up nowadays. Um, and I'd be happy to address any questions you might want to set, suggest to me in terms of a future show, or if you want to get a personal reading after all, that's what I've done for almost 40 years now. I can't believe it. It's been so long, but it's been wonderful. Um, and certainly you can get a private consultation with me if you want to do that. Okay. Um, so again, what I'd like to do today is spend a little time looking at the, this experience now that we're all experiencing on the planet as a whole of Saturn going through the sign of Aquarius. Um, <clears throat> so the, the tests and lessons and opportunities offered by Saturn in the signs is something I, I always discuss with my clients um, as it is a major indicator for their life's work. Um, much the same, the movement of Saturn through the signs of the Zodiac, which takes about 29 years for it to get around the solar system, provides us with, a, with guidance year by year for one and for all of what is the challenge for us in that time. For the last couple of years, Saturn was moving to its own sign of Capricorn, and the test and opportunity the world encountered was simply this. How responsible have we been in meeting our need to care for one another? We have moved from a way of life of being simple hunters and gatherers to a complex social order with a vast hierarchy of social structures ranging from the family unit to our communities and regions and on up to national and even international institutions that we formed in order to meet one another's needs. The test of Saturn was how well do we fulfill our various roles in those hierarchies of meeting needs? Did we act with wisdom and fulfill our responsibilities to one another? The principal focus of Saturn concerned the forms of our roles and relationships then, but now we need to consider the content of our way of life too. This year, Saturn has begun its two-plus-year journey through the sign of Aquarius, 
And what is our test and opportunity now? What I hope you will see is that this test and opportunity of Saturn in Aquarius speaks directly to the essential character of any society and culture, but for us especially with regards to the foundational core of the United States of America. It is by looking to our origins, looking to our roots, that we can see what we built our nation upon. We can see how we've been guided and centered upon that which we hold in common, and that this reminder can point the way to what this period of time holds for us, and why I believe it holds out the promise of a rebirth of the dream that is America. In the Declaration of the Independence, the radical nature of what was being established by the founding of our enterprise, that we were establishing a new kind of human order, of creating a new form of human society, was beautifully expressed when Jefferson wrote, and I quote him now, and for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. They, back then, and we now, were forming a new compact of men, it was just men at the time, who in agreement, who made that agreement, of course, who in agreement amongst themselves decided to unite based upon their common needs and interests and to mutually support one another in order to meet one another's needs in a freely chosen or self-directed manner. It was and is an extraordinary statement for the founding of a nation. Until this moment, all national systems have been founded upon a tree as to their location by geographic space, by language, ethnicity, and cultural heritage. Those groupings were the English or the French or the Italian. And for most of those political constructs over the centuries in those lands and throughout the world, this political order was based on rather fixed hierarchies of the privileged in terms of title and land holdings. Power was in some thing and was inherited or seized by force, but certainly did it, it did not come from the people as a whole. So where did this belief in a freely determined self-created society come from? The major portion of the early settlers of North America were principally from Europe, from England and Holland and France and many had left of their own accord in order to be free of religious persecution during the 1600s and 1700s, as Europe faced wars and repressions by forces for and against Catholic versus Protestant beliefs and practices. These dissidents had already, for more than a century, experienced through necessity the establishment of a self-formed communities of faith. And many of them had for years engaged in lengthy debates about the nature of humanity, about the sources of moral authority, and the balance between personal freedom and social responsibilities. What was happening? A new kind of humanity, a new age of humanity was emerging out of the Protestant revolution of the 1500s and 1600s, which then led in the 1700s to another shift that became known as the Enlightenment. English, French, and Dutch settlers have been deeply influenced by the rising belief in individual moral authority, severed from the old hierarchical order descending from king or lord to commoner. And for some, this led them to question all authority based upon something external to humanity itself. One of the most illuminating works on the foundational nature of the American system 
was a study by Alexis de Tocqueville in his work, Democracy in America, which was published in two volumes in 1835 and 1840. Historians and social scientists to this very day marvel over his observations and insights regarding our great experiment, what was called by our founders a new order for the centuries. And if you've not read de Tocqueville's observations and you want to read it, you can get it online at the Gutenberg.org organization, www.gutenberg.org, which has many wonderful things, but this is what I'm talking about, de Tocqueville, the two volumes and other writings of his. One of the defining features he cited in his work was this, that what was essential to a self-governing democratic system was the integral, ba integral balance of individual freedom and social responsibility. He saw and understood that you could only have the true experience of the one when it is shaped and guided by the other and vice versa. In other words, that freedom and social responsibility are necessary to one another. They are part of a greater whole that creates a truly free society. He observed that Americans formed their society organically from the local level on up through a range of voluntary organizations of mutual help and support, both secular and sectarian, in realms civil and religious, rather than a top-down ordering of regal or authoritarian control imposed by fiat or divine right, the people of America assembled for self-governance because they had to. They were on their own, making their new world on a distant shore. In order to, to provide for themselves, they agreed to preserve their self-determination by giving up some freedom for the good of the whole and trusting in that larger whole, which really is their collective will, to enable to equally ensure their individual freedoms. This was and is revolutionary, a people governing themselves voluntarily. De Tocqueville noted, quote, when citizens are almost, all almost equal, it becomes difficult for them to defend their independence against the aggressions of power. As none of them is strong enough to fight alone with advantage, the only guarantee of liberty is for everyone to combine forces. Close quote. The citizens of America agreed to form their various levels of civil society for their mutual benefit to meet one another's needs and to protect their freedoms. He noted, to Tocqueville, and this is essential for understanding the nature of the crisis we face now at the end of this age, that the most critical element of our self-governance would require this balance of individual freedom and social responsibility, and that it could only work if there was a more or less equitable distribution of the value and wealth within the society. As de Tocqueville noted, as have many others, the strength of America was to be found in its vibrant social mobility, where unlike the static structures of nobility and privilege and class in Europe, our social mobility would prevent a permanent hierarchy of power and wealth from becoming established. De Tocqueville observed that if the equitable order were to be undone, that would be the beginning of the end of true democracy here, or I would argue anywhere. But look at America now, where a very few have managed to obtain and control the vast majority of the wealth of the nation. And most importantly, for the destruction of real social mobility, 
They can pass on that wealth to whom they choose. Today, we find, for example, that instead of the top income earners saying, let's say, making five times what the lowest income worker might make, 100000 versus 20000 for the bottom, we now have a grossly unequal distribution of income where the top earners make at least, if not more than 400 times the bottom, 8 million versus 20,000. And the very top percentiles acquire and secure much of their wealth and power anyways through investments yielding interest and dividends. And by holding that much wealth, the top 1% can influence the economic and political and shape the laws and regulations in order to reinforce, retain, and make even more inequitable the distribution of wealth and power over time. In fact, the wealth and income inequality in America today rivals that of the late 1920s. Of all the members in the G7 nations, America's economic and social order is the most unequal. Since the Great Recession of 2008-2009, only the richest members of our country have become better off than before. And the vast majority are poorer, and many are struggling just to survive. For the past 40 years, the growth of incomes from the middle and lower economic sectors of the U.S. has fallen far behind that of the upper brackets. And that dream of a middle-class life for many Americans has become broken. For many, they look at their lives and their future, and they know that their lives will be less fortunate than their parents for the very first time in American history. Then they look at their own children, and they are filled with sorrow. There is no bright future there, only a life filled with despair. They ask themselves, what has gone wrong? What have we done wrong? The answer is nothing. It is not their fault. The truth is, America is not a truly functioning democracy. It has become a plutocracy with the overt and covert rule of the extremely rich over the many. This is what is tearing at our social fabric, dividing regions and groups from one another. Those regions and groups that should be combining to right this wrong are instead being further ripped apart by false narratives and distractions. Our agreement to sacrifice our individual liberty for the common good has broken down, but is not by some accident of fate or caused by some natural phenomena. It is caused by the very few, few holding the power to make and shape a system that reinforces their wealth and power. So to bring this back to the astrological world, Saturn moving through Aquarius precisely encapsulates this question as it has done each time it moves through this sign. It shines a light on the question of our community spirit, of our social consciousness and conscience, and the degree to which we are holding together by balancing our individual freedom and our social responsibilities to one another. The answer has always been the same each time it's been in Aquarius. Each time Saturn has been here, we have been reminded that we have not been holding together and supporting one another fairly. Today, we have become divided even more than before because the foundations of our democracy have been shattered by the extremes of wealth and want. This is what Saturn is calling for, a return to a truly supportive community, which will foster greater opportunity for each and every individual to realize their fuller potential 
which will equally benefit that very community. It will benefit one and all. We must reaffirm the principle of equal opportunity to create a social order that is fair and just and which will be based upon a more equitable sharing in the wealth that we, every one of us, creates. Look at the previous years of Saturn in Aquarius, and you will see this pattern of social and economic reform for over 100 years. 1991 to 94, Clinton. 1962 to 64, the four shortened years of JFK. 1932 to 35, FDR. And 1903 to 1906, Teddy Roosevelt. In each of these periods, some more or, and some less, the economic order was reordered. Power was redistributed as laws were enacted, policies and mechanisms forged that restored for a time a more just and equal society. But the challenge we face now with not only Saturn moving to Aquarius, but experiencing for the very first time the return of Pluto to its position in the chart of the United States, means that this reckoning, our reckoning, this realignment or reform will be much more consequential than any we have ever faced. And that is very good because this country and our compact with one another needs to be reborn. We only need to remember how this great experiment in democracy and self-government began. We have to restore the balance between the individual and community responsibility. Just like our founders, we are beginning to forge a new compact, a new agreement between one another. DR's New Deal, we will restore our ways and means of meeting one another's needs by reforming our social order. Much of this is already happening. People always say, where is the new world coming from? We're making it now. And so at the local and regional and state levels, actions and policies and programs are being created. As we help one another through this crisis, we are taking actions, changing our priorities, being reminded once again about what is truly most important. We had been sacrificing the quality of our life for the quantity of our things. We can see and feel how unequal our world has become. In what kind of world do people get to play for a living and are rewarded with luxuries like private planes and multiple homes, while, for example, the healthcare workers on the front lines, like countless EMTs, saving lives day after day now, and they cannot afford to live without having a second job? and they can't even afford to have their own health insurance, all while they risk their lives every day to save others. What is wrong with us? How did this happen? This is what a crisis reveals, and this is the power wielded by our greatest fear, the fear of death. That ultimate truth, that we are mortal, and the fear we have for ourselves and our loved ones, this has shattered our complacency. It is spirit moving through and around us. It is, in fact, our manifest love for one another moving through us now, and that will support and guide us to a rebirth for ourselves, our communities, our country, and our world. Yes, we are facing an extreme test of our broken social order, but the very good news is that we made this order and so we can fix it too. 
But what we must also understand is the largest community on earth, life itself. And it is formed into a similar ordering of communities and systems of intricate and mutually inter- interdependent hierarchies of seemingly countless life forms. And we now know that life depends upon life. And from the microscopic orders to the largest of life forms, life has become devastated. Life is leaving the planet. And we only have to look in the mirror to see why. As I've been saying for many weeks now with all my clients, this pandemic, this COVID-19, is merely the very teeny tip, tiny tip, of an immense iceberg that is crashing into our dear lifeboat in space, our home, our planet Earth. And that with that ever-growing crisis of which COVID-19 is but a symptom is climate change. Our work is not merely within our human family. Our greatest responsibility, and it most certainly is, is for us to dedicate ourselves to do everything we can to preserve all life on this planet. For our lives depend upon all those other life forms. You are here. We are here at the ending of an age. And it is terrible and it is wonderful. You are here at this historic moment when human civilization and life on planet Earth as we have come to know it is threatened. The world is changing and we are the change makers. We must choose wisely by first helping one another in this time of fear and loss. But we must understand the solution is not a vaccine for this virus, but a spiritual and social transformation of how we care for one another and for our beautiful world, too. Oh, okay. Um, I just sort of been thinking about that a lot, and I wanted to share that with all of you. Um, and I, I, I hope and trust that most of you agree with much of that, and we can certainly talk about some other finer points. But um, I, um, I just find this moment we're in is just so exceptional, and I, when I talk years ago about the end of an age instead of said just cavalierly oh yes the world's going to end as we know it starting in 2008 and i and people said what does that mean i said i don't know i don't know what that means i just know we're moving into a new world and as we move through it we can see as it becomes clear and clear all the things that have to change um to preserve life and and, and preserve this planet and and us on this planet we realize how how important this moment is and all these days ahead and weeks ahead for us to, to make a difference. Okay. So with that all in mind, I will turn to all of you who've been patiently hanging on here with me now for 23, 24 minutes. And um, let me see who's calling. So again, here we go. I keep asking (laughs) blog talk radio, please fix this. I need to have hold time. So I know how long people have been here waiting to talk and what, and they promise they're going to fix it and no, it's not fixed. So I don't know how long you've been holding. I will again do the best I can to call on you in order. So let's see. So um, picking the first caller whose area code is 305. Uh, you're on with Bill. Hello. Hi, Bill. I love the way you write. I love the way you speak. I agree with you. 
I'm so excited about this Aquarius energy that we're entering into and how important it is to come together as a human family. I agree, yes. I agree. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm really excited about it. Me too. I'm, I'm, well, what a privilege to be here now to try to yeah. preserve the best of what was but let go of the rest so we can move into a future so our children's children's children will have that future. That's, 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 the, that's the challenge now. It's not about us. Um, oh, yeah. It's the, I agree, the but it's also the teaching. So the Aquarius is going to help people with the, with the computer and all that. And there's always a godsend because even though we can't be out there buying frivolously and, and, and pubs <laughs> and, and partying and all that, now we have to go inside and maybe people are investigating new ways and new things to learn, right? And new opportunities and new talents and new opportunities of working together. And they'll create things that they never had the time to do before. So right. that's it's very going to rebalance. Also, yeah, yeah, it's going to it's going to change our ways of life. And like, if we're going in, we're literally having forced to go in and sit with ourselves, and hopefully people start looking at themselves and their life and deciding, can it be better? Yeah, well, yes, it can. <laughs> how how do we do that? And we have I to agree. help one another. Yeah. So in, in my world, my, the planets uh-huh. are transiting, which is kind of interesting. They've been in the ninth house, and now they're moving little by little into my tenth house. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, I didn't oh, even tell there you go. My name is I- yeah, right? So talking about okay. being influential on the planet So and the way you, the world uh, sees me. Do I, have your, do I have your chart already? Are you calling about yourself? I think you do. Or? It, okay. I think you do. It's uh-huh. June 20, it's 6, 28, 51. Six twenty eight fifty one. Eileen, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you are. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm what kind of excited do? about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you no, know, no, you're quite right. I mean, all the planets that have been moving through Capricorn and now coming in, well, Saturn already and, and many others will soon be there. Uh, Jupiter will join it later this year into that 10th house of your public life, your social responsibility. Saturn's just about to go in. It's not not quite there it's you know oh, it, it okay. just you know it it actually goes in knocking on the door today today on the, <laughs> at some point oh good uh it's it's the, you're right at the transition exactly at the moment we're speaking here so that's kind of remarkable um anyways um and do you have questions about that or some other question about well, your chart or you just yeah i mean do you see anything with in my relation i know it's really difficult for relationships right now but do you see me hooking up with somebody on the same wavelength as me. Well, I've you know I, I've been talking to many physically, people. Physically, the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been I've been dealing with many people who are going through this time where they are starting a relationship, just ended one or whatever, and it is fraught with all these new challenges. And some are finding some interesting things result from not being able to be physically close, but be able to still reach out and connect to one another in these other ways. It's been quite remarkable but you're the reason obviously for you right now where there's a special focus on questions about relationship is that really beginning in 2018 and through 2019 till september 2020 here your progressed moon's going through libra so of course when the moon the progressed moon's in a certain sign the progressment sort of is, I like to look at it as the window you're looking out upon the world with at that moment. It's sort of how you're framing your experiences, your emotional sensibilities are 
are channeled through that energy. And so everything right now is framed with this question of, you know, what is a right relationship? What about relationship? Which, of course, I always throw it back to the person say, which, of course, means it's all about your relationship to yourself <laughs> because that's the only part you can control. And so you're working on now how it is that I have created patterns of relationship that created my reality of relationships. And those are the things I can re-examine and perhaps shift or change to create a, and create a new reality with existing relationships that also create a new, a new pattern for up-and-coming relationships in my life. So that certainly is there. Um, in terms of anything that else that speaks to that, I'd look at the planetary transits. And of course, the, I guess the, the big one there, um, let me just go up and down the list here, and is, is that Saturn transit as it makes its entry into Aquarius or exit from Capricorn, uh, from Capricorn you know, of course, it's lined up exactly with your moon. Um, and that'll happen about every seven or eight years or so. And Saturn to the moon is always a time where we're, we're dealing with how we're meeting our needs and the needs of others. Is that circle of life there for mutual care and nurturing? Or do I feel cut off um, from that in some way? And, and the tendency when we feel on uh, that, that sense of being cut off or not having our needs fairly met, for many of us, instinctively we pull in, pull back, when exactly the opposite is what we should do. We should reach out and ask for help, as well as take even the next step of extending ourselves, looking around and seeing someone who needs me at this time, reaching out to them in their hour of need equally helps me to receive what I need. Um, but often we can, we can count on a person sort of hitting a low spot emotionally in terms of their feelings and emotions when Saturn's on the moon. And that for you is just about a month ago in early March, which then you could say it's a little bit better now than it was. Um, but still, um, you're, you're not out of it because it's going to come back and retrograde starting in May and come back over your moon in July and back over in December. So all year long, uh, you're okay. dealing with this sense of how do I meet my needs and how do I meet the needs of others Obviously, it's framed within this present circumstance of, well, look at the time I'm in. No wonder. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, it, it, but it's even more poignant for someone such as yourself, since you're so able and capable of reading into the needs of others with your moon in the 12th house. You, you have clairvoyance in terms of other people's feelings and sensibilities, but it doesn't go the other way. So no one has, unless they really are insightful too and really push beyond this, Others can't see what you need. They, in fact, look at you and say, Eileen has no needs, which <laughs> is not true. Okay? It's not true, yeah, but it's what, right. it, it's what it appears to be. So you even have to take even greater measures on your own to let people know, give them that, uh, that way of reaching you, dropping more hints. You know, saying, hey, I like, I like a hug right now. And they go, really? I don't, I don't get that. No, trust me, I want a hug right now. And, and then it will happen. But if you just wait for it to happen, that's part of the reason it doesn't happen for you. It doesn't well, make sense okay. for you. It doesn't make sense because you can see it so clearly. I can see this person wants to be alone, or I can see they want me to give them a hug, and I do it. How come they oh, yeah, don't yeah. do it for me? 
That's your problem. Well, and you yeah, just, that's it, funny because I was riding my bike today, and I'm saying hello on the street, and people are like, just shut off, you know. And then other people, I said, are you going to say hello? And they have kind of big smiles. <laughs> I'm always the one that reaches out. I know. I'm, I'm like the instigator. It's really quite interesting. But, um, well, yeah, I'm, that, I'm that, that, kind of like a hermit, like right now. Not, not because of what's on the outside, but because my own choice at the moment. Yeah. I was but out, course, part, out, out I, so much. In January, February, yeah, March, April, and I just said, I want to go in for a while. Yeah. And then all and, and again, it's okay to, to reassess how I'm meeting my needs and meeting the needs of others in terms of feelings and how could this change. Okay. That, 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 that sort of playful trickster, you know, being out there yeah. energy, that's your voice in Gemini rising. So that's why you are able to present yourself like a warrior woman, like, a, like, an, <laughs> like someone intelligent and warrior-like and pushing out in physically in that sense and in terms of your presence. The challenge here is getting your emotional needs met. Ah, uh, my emotional needs, gotcha. All right, okay. well, they haven't showed up yet. <laughs> I've been okay. stoically uh, being a, uh, how is the best way to say? I'm willing, waiting, and, and observant, and I'm not going to just settle for anything. But I have a lot of friends, and I have people all over the okay. world I talk to, and I'm very open and, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm right. just very particular. Oh, okay, so, well, Bill. that's good. Thank you. So that's- that's fine. You're very welcome. Nice to talk to you again. Okay, bye-bye. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Um, let's see. This is area code 951. I'm calling on you if it starts. There they go. Okay. Hi. You're on with Bill. Hi, Bill. It's Nathaniel calling. Hi. Hey, Nathaniel. Hey. How are you? Pretty good. Okay. What's going on today? Well, I guess uh, I got a birthday coming up this week, so yeah. uh, I'm hoping that's going to be good for me. Oh well, I mean, and uh, do you know? Um, you probably do know where where are you going to be on your birthday on on May the first? I think I'm going to be working. Uh, over here what city or town would that be? I'm just looking to look at your solar return. <laughs> uh, Sacramento. 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 Okay, thank you. Okay, I'm just going to, because there's a thing, astrologers, we look at people's charts. We look at their natal chart that's the most important. We also look at what are called progressions and transits. They're very important. But we have this other thing we can look at, which is their birthday chart every year. And that just gives another sort of level for the year of, of indications of what may be coming down the road here and your birthday, just so you know, and this happens to a lot of people, especially in a leap year, your birthday is actually on April 30th this year. Don't, don't worry. Celebrate it. Okay. But it's coming astrologically on April 30th, about one 30 in the afternoon. Exactly. And that means the sun is right at the top of the chart in your ninth house, but right there close to 10th house. But you've got sun, Uranus, Mercury, all in the ninth house of truth and exploration of science and philosophy um, and religion. And these are things that will be much more present in your life during the coming 12 months is what I would argue for with this indication. Okay. 
Um, so that's going to be and religion and philosophy, you say? Religion, philosophy, religion. looking at other cultures and times and places. You're expanding your consciousness, expanding your frames of reference. Um, okay. you know, furthering that, what your lifelong pursuit, of course, has been the search for truth with your Saturn and Sag. This promises to be a year where some of those discoveries, that research, that experience of another could come from a, 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 a novel or from reading some philosophy or just getting in touch with another culture feeds into your own sense of self and self-awareness in a meaningful way this year. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. But yes. you can celebrate your that birthday whenever you want. <laughs> but just know. Just know. Good. You could, you could stop at around 1.30 in the afternoon on April the 30th and know my new life, my new year has begun. Wonderful. Hey, well, thank okay. you. You're very welcome, and happy May Day to you anyways, okay? <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye for now. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, I'm on with 303. Hello, this is Bill. Oh, hello. Hi. Um, I don't know if you have my chart in your system or not. You have it um, by date? Have you, I called it well, before. I, well, I, I don't know. Um, have you called before and given it to me? Because I do try to hold on to them all. I Yeah, but it was quite some time ago, so I guess it depends on how old your system is. <laughs> right. well, well, let's see. Get, what was, what's your date of birth? Oh, well, let's see if it's in there, because I do astrology as well. So um, March 15th. Uh, what, what and what year? Nineteen fifty-seven. March fifteenth, fifty-seven. Um, yes, Allison. Right? Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, okay, good. So we don't have to worry about so, that. Good. So I've got I've got you on the great. screen. <laughs> great. So because I do astrology, so um, I really would be interested in your take. You know, I I I uh, you mentioned the solar return. I just had a birthday last month. So I'm thinking yes. for my question, I, I should look up my solar return chart. That's a good idea. But since I have you on the line, um, I will say that for me, the big project that I was trying to kind of get rolling before this whole shutdown happened was a, was a cross-country move, which right now oh. is, is just completely, you know. Frozen. <laughs> it's <laughs> not moving. <laughs> yes, yes. No. Yeah. So, Understandable. So, it, and, it's a, and I have quite a lot. It's not just a simple matter of packing up and going. I need to actually go and um, to a few. Uh, I've narrowed down the state that I want, but uh, go down to a few um, areas that are candidate candidates for relocation and walk around, spend some time there, get the feel, you know, as right. a research trip before I even make the move. So it's kind of a very oh. Uh, length, lengthy, methodical process. So it's not just. And if you, and, 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 and is there, so you're in one part of the country or a state, and you're moving to another part of a state or a new, a new, new state in the country. Oh, uh, oh, uh, thousands of miles away across the country. Yeah. Just okay, so. Move. And have you have you looked at your your astrocartography already for all that? Um, I, I've done, I've done a little bit of that, but really I kind of, I, I've had some, I've moved a lot, so okay. I've had some successes with that and some not successes with that, 
Um, okay. I tend to not be able to throw that one aside, um, sure. but I definitely uh, look at transits and, um, you know, the solar return chart again, which since my birthday was just last month. Um, uh, the timing here is just really mucked up. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of wondering, you know, if, if there's something even in the solar return chart or some transits that, Maybe the solar return would be a good chart to look at uh, for making well, this up. Well, I always, this I always look at, yeah, I, big, I, I do it in a hierarchical move. way. I always say what, what I look at first is, of course, the natal chart to see what the potentials are there. Then look yeah, at what, right. the progression, what the progressions are holding yeah. in terms of major indications. Yeah. Then look at the transits. And then finally, oh, okay. maybe to provide a new fine-tuning to that, but it would never – it never overrides the transits or progressions. Look at the birthday chart just to see what that might add as a new flavor, if you will. But it's, okay. not, it's not the most critical element. The most critical thing for you right now, obviously, uh-huh. is our good, our good friend Neptune. Um, of course, it's, we know it's your planet because you're Pisces, but it's, 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 it's standing all year long on top of your Mercury. And given the close correspondence of your, really, your, you could say your Venus, but certainly your Sun and your uh, Mercury to your moon, you're having Neptune yeah. going over your Mercury, then over your moon, then coming to your sun in these several years. No, this year, no, next my year, moon, year. no, my moon, I'm sorry, my moon is down in Virgo. Yeah, yeah, no, and, but mean, Neptune will be opposed. Oh. You're going to have, you have Neptune oh, on Mercury. Oh, you're talking opposition, gotcha, okay. Yeah, and then opposition, yeah. so you're, you're, okay. you're in this very strange, wonderful, but confusing time um, a very humbling time where it's hard to understand what's happening or, and, and to make sense of it. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's, it, it's, it's, that it's something I, it's like, you know, this is a Pisces that you have to yield to these energies and let them take you where they're going to take you and try mm-hmm. to discover what's hidden that's being revealed here. But it's very, mm-hmm. um, not, it, it's not quite, you not, can't quite direct the energy. Uh, otherwise you'll misread mm-hmm. it. You have to let it show you what it is over time. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a slowly mm-hmm. revealed revelation as opposed to a Uranian shock. It's more like it creeps in like mm-hmm. the fog. Um, mm-hmm. um, and so this is, I would spend with Neptune on Mercury, this is a year for mm-hmm. amazing creativity when it comes to the mind, when it comes to mm-hmm. whether using one's hands to create something, because that's also dexterity, but more the mind in terms of mm-hmm. poetry and posing and painting and any creative expression. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. you need it this you have to be doing that for your own well being. Um and it will help you. I mean obviously help you. I mean your Neptune starts in your fifth house. It rules your tenth mm-hmm. house of Korea along with your Jupiter. And now it's in your tenth mm-hmm. house going over your mm-hmm. Venus, right. now now your Mercury, then your moon, then your sun. So you mm-hmm. you've been in this Neptune time for a while. Not that that makes mm-hmm. it easy and familiar <laughs> um, but, but, but this is a great time for dreaming and imagining but it is not a time mm-hmm. of sharpness clarity that is for sure mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, right. and, and, and again since and since the ruler of your fourth house of home and family along with the moon mm-hmm. being in that sign house of home and family the moon in that fourth house Neptune going over your mm-hmm. Mercury which rules that house of home and security also in, is mm-hmm. the indicator as to why. Why is my home situation so so 
unfixed or or so hard to grasp or to understand. Nebulous. Well, it's be, hard to grasp. It's nebulous mm-hmm. because I'm going through a nebulous time exactly, and right. it's fine. It's, it's 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 the timing is what it is. You just have to work with the energy positively, not be frustrated. And and in in time, things will clear up. But this year, mm-hmm. that Neptune's going to stay on that Mercury. It it doesn't it doesn't technically leave it until we get to March of 2021. But then it's mm-hmm. heading forward and we'll in on the moon for all of 2021. So it just continues. Mm-hmm. And then, then the sun in 2022. If I, were, if I was going through this, a series like this, I would have gone, mm-hmm. you know, either go on a great spiritual quest or go on a great creative journey and know that this is what it's for. Uh, in terms of anything mm-hmm. linear or objective, you are not in an objective mm-hmm. realm right now. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in alternate space. Mm-hmm. So enjoy. <laughs> okay. Well, I need to get out of my environment. This is not a good environment. And I mean that just well, sort of in the geographic, like the, yeah, I, I mean yeah. the climate, you know, like a environment, you know, like just this is we, not where I need to be. It's, it's, it's so I, 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 I feel it. very, you know, um, I, I just, like the brakes are really put on and. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be more challenging oh. to achieve that. It, not that it's impossible, yeah. but it's it's it it has to be, you know, really grounded in a deep centering in the spiritual mm-hmm. intention of this, and and what's guiding and motivating me in terms of my actions is as selfless as it can be, even though you're acting to secure and make your life better. Neptune mm-hmm. fights anything against that self-assertiveness, its selflessness and sacrifice. Um, that's what it calls for. So in making certain sacrifices mm-hmm. or being selfless in other ways, mm-hmm. then the door can open for something you need more personally in that regard. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, I was kind of hoping to take advantage of all the good stuff that's in Capricorn, especially that Jupiter right now and Pluto, and both in Capricorn, which are so favorable in my chart. It's just like, yeah. you know, I understand that. But then I'm looking at that Jupiter and that Pluto. It's just like, this is, man, this could not be a better time to do exactly what needs to be done, and yet I can't. And it's just what? as frustrating as heck, you know. Yep. That Jupiter well, and I... Pluto are just <laughs> my best friends right now, and they, they're just like, they can't come to the party. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? Well, we, you, can can have those, you, can, you can have those virtual parties. That's what we're all having now. Um yeah, and creating, uh, I don't have you know, that's what we're doing. You know, we adapt. We're we have ingenuity. We we rise to a challenge when it's thrown down to us, and we show our stuff when we do that. So, um, mm-hmm. I just say be patient here because Neptune um, is a very powerful force here in your chart in general, and, and especially at this time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All righty. Okay. Thanks for okay. the reminder. <laughs> okay. Okay, Allison. Bye-bye now. Be well. Take okay, care. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Sure. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. And let's see where we are. Okay. Um, 808. This is Bill. Who's this calling? Are you there, caller? I'm there. I'm oh, sorry. I was, I was on I was on mute. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that, I know that that happens to me too. I did that once for a whole show by mistake, and that was very <laughs> oh, embarrassing. No. I, oh no, I was I made the call for the show. I called in the show, and I said, "Let me just mute it, like go on." 
And and then, oh, my God, I didn't unmute it. And all my callers, of course, stopped the call. I made a nice show because I was recording it locally, but it wasn't being broadcast. Well, it's usually human error. So that was my error. But it's all fine. It's all fine. And who are you? Who is this? (laughs) This is Sandra. This is Sandra Jean Boyd calling. Good morning. Well, it's morning morning here. I guess it's. It's afternoon there probably, but yes, um, I'm over here. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm over here in Waikiki, and um, Bill, um, it's March 15. Oh, the 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 lady that was just before me was March 15 too. So shout um, out Alice. to um, that now. Uh, yes, 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 she is exactly, and you're March 15 too. There you go. Um, I've got you. I've got you on the screen here. So so, what can I do for you today? Okay, well, um, you know, you've told me I'm on this, like, soul journey um, for the next couple of years, and I've been in this um, 28-year, um, uh, I'm not sure what you call it, ride? <laughs> you're, you're, in your, you're in the last year of, of a Saturn cycle going around the chart. Um, this, this year is the year of the Saturn mm-hmm. return, but also Saturn's 12th house. And I always say that as a time of reaping. Uh, the harvest of the life you've lived for 29 years. Um, mm. And and so there's a lot of lessons and reflections and remembrances as we look at the good and the less good in our life. And the thing that's most important when we're doing this review, and it's all coming back to us coming from below and coming from above and just looking at all the, all the actions and inactions, the good and the less good that we've been through, is not to judge oneself. Judgment, if this is not about judgment, this is about what did I learn? And we often learn sometimes the most important lessons when we made a mistake, when we failed to do something, when we didn't respond as well as we could have, and we learned what not to do and do and do it and determined to do it better. So really our, our failures can be our triumphs um, because we have learned the lesson. And that's what this is. It's about forgiveness and letting go and harvesting those meanings, which you take now into the new self that you begin to establish, create, show, show it shining forth starting in 2021. But this is the year of ending. This is the year okay. of finishing of what you've been doing. And then in 2021, both Saturn and Jupiter come into your first house. You'll really have a, a big new beginning in 2021. What, what month will that be? Starting in January well, it, of 2021? Well, 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 Jupiter gets in there to stay and remains there, which is good because it's the benefic and you want Jupiter in, a, in whatever place you're going to have it. It's great. It gets in there by beginning of February. Saturn gets in there late March of 2021. But Saturn being what Saturn is, it will retrograde is it goes forward a little bit, but then it stops in May and comes back into your 12th house briefly um, in mid July of 21. So it doesn't get into your first house to stay until the end of 2021. And I talk about people who have that experience is they have one foot in the past and one foot in the present. They're sort of straddling the threshold in a year like that. I know I've begun a new life, but I'm still finishing up some old things here will be sort of the feeling or flavor of 2021, yet there will be real progress and signs of growth and fortune being shown to you 
because Jupiter does go and stays in that first house that entire year. So you will be helped and protected or uplifted by that energy at that time. And please forgive me, but can I'm not real. I don't know about all the houses and stuff like that. So can you sure. tell me a little bit about one, about the first house? Sure. The first house is the house of my presence in the world, my image and identity. It's when I move mm. into a space, what do others see? Do they see a quiet person or a boisterous person, a person who's confident or a person who's lacking confidence? Am I coming in too strong mm-hmm. or to hold back or am I getting it just right? And that is the awareness that is brought to us in the first house is this is the most important thing. The first word I utter, the first action I take sets everything mm-hmm. else in motion. And so and what's, what's most important for me is to now once again to determine who am I? Mm. What I call myself now? What's on that business card, mm. literally or figuratively? <laughs> and, and, and what kind of energy, as I move into space, I can see how people are responding or reacting to me. And I might be, I have to judge each situation and say, oh, this is a really dead place. Let me bring it to life. I can bring more energy here. Or I come mm-hmm. another place and it's crazed. It's out of control. Well, there, of course, I want to try to be a calming influence. I don't want to energize it. I want to bring calmness to it. So each of us can mm-hmm. bring to bear. Each of us has these different personas that we've created to fit the appropriate situation. And it's okay. It's wearing different masks. We are still who we are but we want to best interface with this person or group or what have you, or that space we walked into or turned the corner into. And so the art of presence is the most important thing because everything flows from that. Mm -hmm. It comes from tension. Mm -hmm. It comes from motivation because obviously you're moving in this physical vehicle, but you're a host of energy forms and they're going Mm -hmm. way beyond your body and influencing whatever you're encountering beyond your body. And then, of course, those other beings or bodies react and respond. Either they love what they're receiving from you or they're not so happy <laughs> or, or whatever. Yeah. And so we, we need to be aware of that to see, see I want mm-hmm. you only get one chance to make a good first impression. And after that, you're playing mm-hmm. catch up. So you want to go in with the mm-hmm. right foot. So it's just having that mm-hmm. super awareness of what am I leaning in with? Um, and it's an opportunity. What it is is when Saturn, given all the work you're doing now to finish up an old life, now I'm turning the page and beginning a new life. I'm making a new statement of me to the world. Minor things can happen. I might want to change my hairstyle or hair color or, or my clothing or some other thing that identifies me. But that outward change, though important, is reflective of the inner spiritual realignment that has happened before, and now it's flowing out into how I conduct myself in the world today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love it. I love it. When you were okay. talking about the forgiving myself and stuff at the beginning, um, I, you know, that was most of those years were the time that I was raising my three sons, and um, I just broke out in a sweat when you were saying it because that's been my hardest thing. Is I wanted to be the best mom, and then I made all these mistakes, and you know, or whatever I want you want to call them, but. Um, so this is my deepest work right now is forgiving myself. And I just, I started taking a self-worth mastery course. I started taking Reiki. Like I want, I really want to be that 
person that I wanted to be, you know, like that, that best mom, that best friend, that best person and for myself and for the world. And so I, I just appreciate you so much, Bill. Well, thank you. Um, thank you. Um, but I, but yeah, I said, that thing is yeah, just right now with that, these lessons learned and, and realizations is you have to forgive. You have to let go. Mm-hmm. You let go of the yeah. pain but you take the lesson yeah. with you now. And, and so how you conduct right. yourself from this day forward incorporates that wisdom. Okay. Thank you so much, Bill. I appreciate you. And I oh. love you and I thank you. I'll talk to you. Thank soon. you. Okay. Be Bye-bye. well, take care and stay safe. Yep. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, let's see. I probably have time for, an, what time is it? I hopefully have time for another uh, let's see who this is. This is Bill. Who's this? Hello? You're, uh, 303? Another 303. <laughs> uh, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Can yes, you yes. You're on with Bill. Yep, I can hear you. This this is Ame. Allie. Hi, Bill. Hey, Ame. <laughs> yeah. What, what, uh, what a pleasure. <laughs> Say, How I are know you? It's been a while. How are you? I am. I am. Good to hear you too. I, I am well. I am well and safe, as are my loved ones, which is all we want right now. Um, but but how are you? How are you doing? Um, you know, it's so far so good. I feel very blessed um, mm-hmm. to be in the position that I am. I already work from home, so some things have yep. changed that way. Um, and about to launch my website and the new business and all of that. So, right. yeah. oh, the essential um, oil—that's the essential, the essential oil the essential, business, right? Yeah. Correct. Correct. And okay. and doing and doing consultations through that for other people. Wonderful. So um, it's just taken a lot longer to do because I'm a one-woman show. So um, <laughs> not <laughs> not been too frustrated. For the most part, um, but the, uh-huh. you know the times that we're in, saw it coming. Didn't know it was going to be a pandemic, um, no. and knew knew that the new world was coming in. And we've had great exchanges about that. And Uranus is definitely playing a part in all of our lives. So if you want to take a check in my chart, okay, um, sure. I've, I've pulled it up, and I'll see what I see. Okay. What's going on here? Um, the in twenty twenty. Well, don't worry about it cutting off at the hour. I can. I found I can always stay on probably oh. as long as I want, but, okay. but certainly for one more person. <laughs> um, um, but the hour is up in terms of what I've set it up for. Um, okay. Okay. Interestingly, similar to that last. Not the last person, person before the last. They Neptune is so strong in your chart right now, as you probably remember, because this is the year that it has reached your fourth house, the house of your foundation, roots, and your home, and that means some wonderful intimations and realizations are taking place there, but also some new elements that might be unclear or confusing are also entered into the the what we call the personal or domestic life, but it's more deeply connected to my own personal roots and, and how I anchor myself. But then it shows itself in, you know, my family, my home, what have you. 
So it's a really unusual time there right now for you. Um, and I'm not sure what that means. It could be that something that has been there now becomes more clear. Something that was hidden is revealed. Or if I was going into it with a very solid sure assuredness of what it was, now I'm wondering about something. Um, it doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. is wrong. Using Neptune is there to real, show us that there are more than one, there always is more than one way to look at something. And we may have been approaching this issue of how I secure my life, how I give nurturing and receive nurturing from and to one another in a certain way. And it was the right way, but Neptune may be showing me, but it's not the only way. And maybe you need to look at this perhaps in a different way. And of course, it's, it's right, you know, in terms of addressing this, it's not going to be just this year because of you having your moon in the fourth house, too. Uh, Neptune's going to be getting closer and closer to your moon. It doesn't get there till 2022, but it's already sort of lighting up that region in your chart. Thankfully, and we'll talk about this in our readings and down the road here, it will be combined okay. within 21 and 22. You'll have Neptune trining your Jupiter, which is beautiful, absolutely extraordinary in terms of um, the ability or capacity to expand one's relationships and relationships of the world following a very, very high path of intuition and spiritual uh, understanding. So all's really good on that account. Um, but there's, there's, something, there's something happening that's making the home sort of a strange experience right now. Um, and it could be something coming in from not my home immediately, not my partner and I, but it could be the family in general, other family members, the family of origin or, or, or sisters and brothers, other things that go under the heading of family um, could be affected by this sense that something is happening here. Like that song, something's happening here. <laughs> what it is yeah. isn't exactly clear. <laughs> uh, and I don't want to let my imagination run away with that in a fear-based way. I want to look at this and see what is it that I'm being shown here is what we would want you to do. Okay? Okay. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Like work and home for me is the same place right now. and. Like it yep, is for most too. everybody, yep. right? And we're very yeah, separated and, and, but, from our yeah, but, extended families at the same time, other yeah. than through virtual technology. We, we did our we we did a Zoom family mm-hmm. gathering on Friday, and it was hilarious and fun. And some people were capable, and some people had to be held held their had their hands held doing it, but <laughs> they got through it. A hundred percent. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be great. We'll we'll just have fun with it and do things. And it's you know for now. I mean, I love to hug them. But we can't. Um, and they're not here. Yeah. They're, they've left the city. They're far flung in different places and they're all hunkered down. Um, and my wife and I decided to stay here and just ride out here with family, with uh, neighbors and such. And, and again, I work out of the home like you, so it was no change for me um, other than no clients stopping here locally. It's all now on the phone, which it is for the most part on Skype and phone anyway. So for you and I, the business didn't change as much as everything else changed, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, life changed, life changed. But, uh, um, and, and I really feel for those people who that's not an option. Their, their livelihood depended upon, you know, real physical human conduct with a space and other people to do what they do. And 
I, I, my heart breaks for those who, especially, you know, all those who are, are in this terrible time, which so much of our self-worth comes from being useful and creating value and doing something meaningful and be told you can't do that now. Hopefully most are finding a way to do valuable things with others and for themselves with this time that's been given, that's been forced upon them, that's been given to them and they can get back to their life, but it changed life for the future, but it get back to more of a normal life down the road here. But um, it's extraordinary. I, I would through. agree. Colorado is not in the exact same space oh, yeah. that you yeah. have been in the New York area, but you can yeah. see the psyche and the restlessness, um, you know, and yes, that there's the male, the f- feminine, masculine in each of us, but that archetype of the male that has to have a purpose, has to take care right. of that family. To, it's You can see that energy starting to stir, like I've got to go take care of this family and myself and get up and have a reason. And like you said, hopefully they're figuring out to, how to do it from their home base, but I don't know that when you don't have a job, right. you, yep, it's, 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 that's, yeah, and we're but that's where we're going to see that it's not just individually we have as a society and a culture to have more resilience, have more systems in place that we can't be brought to this kind of state of affairs in the future as other countries have weathered it better, having more resiliency and better systems to support people in a time of need and throughout their lives. Um, we have to rethink this uh, model that we have that makes us more in peril. In, in times like this where the world is changing rapidly and climate change is coming and this is not the last of changes that are heading our way um, and we better start preparing for preparing for rebirth, I hope, but also preparing for tremendous changes that will test our, our already existing systems. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's interesting with this too, I find, is it, we usually through tough times, we come together. And being together, we will yep. recreate. But this is like isolate in place, right? Separate. Right. And well, so yeah, it's, it's, I it's, think it's, it's, a, that's the biggest challenge, right, for everybody. Right. No. And when in times of, I mean, I was here for 9-11. We all, everybody came over to my place. Uh, kids that were going to school that were my, 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 my in-laws' uh, kids said, we want to come stay with you. And other people joined. And all the friends would gather. And we'd all hug each other and stay here because we're only like a mile from 9-11 from ground zero. And, okay. and I, I smelled it burning until December. Uh, when I went to get the suitcase out of my wife, out of our closet with my wife, there was a, like several inches of dust, of, of, of ash on top of her suitcase. So, you know, wow. we live with this horror. And, and most horrors, most in war, in, in anything you can imagine, our human instinct is to rush into each other's arms and hold one another. And that is the thing yeah. we are told we cannot do now. So yes. it's forcing us to grow and show our love in different ways, continuing to love and continue to keep those bonds of love and support going in this most difficult of times. But we can do this. We, have, we are doing this. We have to do this. And we're learning. And we're here to learn. <laughs> we're here to grow spiritually. Uh, <laughs> and so this is what spirit does. We, we, it doesn't cause these events. We cause this event. This is no accident. I say, look in the mirror. Where did this come from? It wasn't the planet. We set things in motion. This is an outcome of that. 
the good news there is we can change. We can change this. So it doesn't happen again yeah. over time if we take the right steps. And so we're all going to have these conversations and figure that out and try to not blame, but build a better world. Let's make it a better world, not go back. We can't go back. Going back is not an option. We have to go forward and make no. it better. Um, and so it's, it's a wonderful time to be on the planet, to have this privilege to help start a new world. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Um, yeah. Let's embrace it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Beautiful. Amy. I will be in well, touch. Beautiful. I would stay in touch and be well, be safe yep. as we all say that now. And, uh, someday we'll meet again. We'll meet for, for real and we'll hug one another. Okay. Looking forward to it. <laughs> okay. All right. Be well. I'll talk to you later. You Bye-bye. too. Okay. Bye. Okay, everybody. The episode ended, oh, nine, ten minutes ago. I'm going to, or eight minutes ago. So I'm going to sign off now, but I'll be back again probably next week because I think it's a good idea to keep doing this. And I'll think of something else to talk about at that time. So my very best to all of you and talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>